1: The reality we live in can be a very strange place. Most of the time, fact being stranger than fiction. How will we ever start to understand this reality we live in unless we question everything? Join me and a guest as we unravel the mysteries of this reality, one topic at a time. This is... Inquiries of Our Reality with Shane Jones. Hey guys, and welcome back to another installment in the inquisitive saga that is Inquiries of Our Reality, with the one-year anniversary of the show quickly approaching. I got some uh, new updates that I would like to do going forward with the show. So there will be an updated theme song that'll be coming out pretty soon, coming out in March. And I'm hopefully going to be updating the logo. And hopefully that will also be done by Joe from Crypto Theology. As far as the show itself goes, I would like to get some more of you guys in here that uh, have had some strange phenomenon that's happened to you, be it alien related, uh, time slips, uh, anything in general. Um, I definitely want to get some more researchers on here that talk about all of those types of topics. Um, and just try to bring you guys, um, a little bit more with the show, I guess, cause I want to, I want to expand it. I want to try to grow the show as I m- as much as I possibly can this year. So, that also being said, uh, I want to give you guys exactly what you guys want to hear. So if you guys don't mind, do me a huge favor. I know uh, you know it may be a little bit annoying for some of you guys, but even if I just get a handful of you guys to do it, I definitely appreciate it. Uh, if you guys don't mind shooting me a message on social media and letting me know exactly what you guys enjoy the most about the show, because I want to try to incorporate what you guys enjoy the most and less of the stuff that you guys don't enjoy and... Just like I said, just kind of tighten the ship up on the show, make it a little bit better, um, help it progress and help it become even better by the same time in 2024. But I'm going to try to run through the front of house stuff as fast as I possibly can for you guys, because I'm sure at this point that you're probably guys probably getting tired of hearing all of it. And uh, it's all becoming semi-regular to the point where, yeah, I feel like I can try to run through it as fast as possible if you guys don't mind leaving a review for the show or sharing the show, um, I definitely appreciate it. You can drop a review on Spotify, or if you want to type out an awesome review, uh, when I get enough banked up here, I'm going to definitely read them on the show. So I definitely appreciate that. Uh, you can also share the show with a friend, which is always appreciated. If anybody's into any of these types of topics, uh, just drop the name of the show, uh, send them a link, whatever, each way, always appreciate it. Um, if you guys want to pop in and have some conversations, get some updates on the show, uh, the best way to do that is through social media. Uh, the one that I am the most active on is Instagram. So that's definitely the top one to shoot me a message. Uh, you can also pop into the Discord or on the onto the Telegram. If you haven't already checked it out, uh, I definitely would appreciate it if you guys checked out Bizarre Encounters. Uh, that's my other main show that I do. Um, there's been some recent changes to that show, being that I have two new co hosts on it. So it has a totally different feel from what it used to have. So uh, if you guys checked it out in the beginning and weren't a big fan definitely go and check it out now i definitely think that you guys are going to definitely way more enjoy uh the energy and vibe of that show now um if you want to support the show you can do that through patreon with that uh there's a lot of little extra perks such as uh, live access to shows uh early access to shows um and i'm still trying to kind of word and figure out all that kind of stuff so yeah definitely go check out the patreon see what other uh perks and different things that i will be adding or doing with that Uh, You can also donate to the show through uh, Red Circle, which is the new RSS host. Um, You can also donate through uh, Venmo, Cash App, PayPal. Um, All of that is used to upgrade equipment uh, to make it so that I can vend at events, uh, get the word out for the show. Um, At this point, it's all going towards just uh, trying to help the show out. So anything that you guys don't mind throwing at me, I definitely appreciate. And it's all getting used for the show, so it is for the right reasons. Um, You can also... Go and get yourself some awesome merchandise. Uh, I have a couple different designs for this show. Uh, there's the Open Minds Media logo design, and there's the Bizarre Encounters and Bite Size Bizarre Logos. Um, added all that onto the Open Minds Media store, so it's all in one place. Make it kind of easy, just like the Patreon. With the Patreon, you get uh, a combination of all the different shows that I do. Um, if you haven't already checked out Crypto Theology, Joe's the best. He's always uh, creating new designs. Uh, he's got cryptid stuff, alien stuff, paranormal stuff, Anything cool that we talk about on this show, more often than not, he's got some cool design that has to do with it. So uh, go and check out CryptoTeology if you haven't already. And uh, with that said too, everything that I've mentioned is all available on the Linktree. Try to make it quick and easy. So uh, if you want to check out the Linktree, it's L-A-N-K-T-R period E-E slash Increase of Our Reality Podcast. And with that, trying to make uh, all that as fast as possible for you guys. Welcome to the show, Tommy Cullum from Let's Get Freaky Podcast. How's it going today, man?
2: Hey, thank you very much for having me, man. Very
1: excited to be here. Thanks for uh, coming back this way, because we had fun on your show. Uh, That was a while back ago, and actually I had a little bit of a mix-up and thought we are going on your show again. So it's a nice flip-flop to have you on my show this time, because I think last time we tried to have you on my show, we ended up doing uh, Big Dumb Inquiries instead. So it's a long time coming. That's that's what I'm getting at here.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, that was fun, man. Big Dumb Inquiries was fun.
1: Loved that show. But uh, for anybody that doesn't know you, uh, why don't you give them a little bit of an idea about, uh, I guess, your podcast and what you do exactly.
2: Yeah, so we've got uh, a podcast called Let's Get Freaky Podcast. Um, basically, we talk all things paranormal, ghosts, cryptids, UFOs, um, conspiracies. We get into the conspiracies because I think sometimes they're linked. You can link that. Um, so yeah, we, we talk all things, Dogman, uh, Sasquatch, ghosts. Uh, everything, man. if it's paranormal, we talk about it. Every week we have a new guest on, um whether they work in the paranormal or have had paranormal experiences. and uh, yeah i'm loving I'm loving doing it at the moment. I've been doing it for about six months now and really enjoying it.
1: what uh, what inspired you to uh, start podcasting finally?
2: Um, well I've always loved listening to to podcasts, and it was a part of my weekly routine. I listen to the same shows every week. And I just got a good feeling. I don't know if this makes sense, but i got a good feeling from them. And I just I used to enjoy getting excited for my shows that I was gonna to listen to. And and I thought, you know what, I wanna I wanna do this. I wanna be that for someone else as well, where they can look forward to um a show every week. And that's that's why that's, that's what got me into it. And yeah, that's that's what I wanted. <laughs> I mean it to be a bit of excitement.
1: Honestly, pretty sure. same with me too. It was one of those things where uh, I don't know. I became a pretty avid listener, and I listened to a lot of stuff. And I felt that uh, I don't know what what I would have asked was a little bit different than a lot of people. So, you know, I want to be able to hop in, kind of have my own opinions on things, get to talk to some interesting people, and uh, you know, kind of uh, inspire some other people to think outside of the box. Because I don't know, I was kind of one of those people that kind of suppressed how I thought for a while, not thinking that there were other people that thought the same way. So. I guess that's kind of where my show is a little bit yeah. different than, you know, of course we cover like paranormal, different things like that, like like you do on your show, but it turned more into like an open-minded talk show, just trying to uh, let the little voices be heard no matter what they happen to be. But I kind of feel like that's for uh, most podcasters is it just becomes like a thing where it's podcasting becomes such a in-tune, fine part of your life. And then, you know, you just want to take that next step to be able to have the conversations and, you know, here we all are and uh, we're all intermixing and it's been great. And we've yeah. all, I feel formed a great community through it, man
2: hundred percent. You find your tribe, you find people that are interested in the same things as you. Um, Yeah. And I've met some amazing people. Like in the last six months I've met, oh man, look yourself, you know, we've, we met each other and that's what I love about it. That's what I've really loved the most about doing it. And obviously you stay in touch with these people. You talk, you have an interview and they become friends. And that's, that's what I really love about it as well. Since doing it, since starting it. And I didn't realize it was going to be like that. When I started, I didn't realize he was going to make these strong connections. Say so one of the unfortunate parts for it, for you at least,
1: I'm sure, because I always felt like I was secluded, at least where I'm off at in Michigan, that it seemed like most other podcasters were like on the other side of the country. But, you know, you being the podcaster from the United Kingdom who hangs out with all the American podcasters, that's like a whole other level for you. <laughs> it's like unless you're willing to take a giant trip, unfortunately, you'll never get to meet these people. And uh, I don't know I feel like that's one of the hardest parts of podcasting. Is uh, getting to meet these people, and it's just like yeah. you want to meet them in person, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I've got a long list uh, of American guys that I wanna, I wanna meet. I wanna get over there and have a beer with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna have to take so a two month uh, long uh, road that's the trip. <laughs> yeah, this game. I think I'm, I'm making so many connections. I could do. I could probably travel America at the moment. <laughs> that's that's the aim.
1: <laughs> and the good news is you probably wouldn't even have to stay at any hotels because they probably are good enough friends. That they'll let you stay at the house. Yeah, you just got to follow okay. the
2: path to who will still let you stay at their house. <laughs> that's why I'm doing it, man. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Free holiday. <laughs> so uh, That's the
1: dream. So I guess to kind of get into it a little bit too. Um, of course, you know, your, your, your stuff that you do is based into the paranormal. So, assumably... Um, you know, you've probably had some experiences growing up or, you know, different things that have happened that have kind of got you more geared towards that method of thinking and being interested in those, those types of topics. So, uh, what exactly got you inspired to get into these types of topics and, uh, what exactly inspired you to feel like you, uh, I guess really, really wanted to, uh, talk out about the topic. Cause assumably, you know, you're trying to bring some light into the topic and that's part of the reason why, you yeah. know, you have the guests on that you do and you get it deep into the things that you do is, this isn't just for fun. You're also trying to, uh, you know get a message across assumably too
2: yeah 100% man i've always been i've always been fascinated by paranormal ever since i can remember ever since since day one to be honest it's always fascinated me i was that kid that used to sit and watch the horror movies that i shouldn't have been watching <laughs> i've always been fascinated um and i had my first personal big experience when i was 10 years old i had i had other little things that I've, I've always been one of those kids that uh saw something in their bedroom or you know i was always a scared kid at night i always had feelings as kids that things were there and i was i was a bit of a weird kid to be honest um but my first big experience when i was 10 years old um me and my brother shared a bedroom uh, just a normal boy's bedroom we had bunk beds we had a desk in the room you know just a normal boy's room um and one night i was in the top bunk because i'm the older brother And I've woken up during the night and it must have been the early hours of the morning and you could see in the room because the lights outside the house, you know, used to come in the room so you could see everything in the room, even though it was dark. Um, And there was a man sitting there at my desk in our room, just sort of looking up in my direction. Um, And it was a full bodied man. You know, it was just like, you know, it wasn't, see through anything like that. There was a man sitting there at my desk and he looked like, I always call him, um, I say he looked like William Shakespeare cause he had that look, you know, that period. Um, and he was just looking up and I, I was petrified, you know, I freaked out big time, obviously 10 year old. I've screamed for my mum. Um, she's come in the room and she can't see this guy, but I can still see him. He's still there. He's not disappeared or anything like that. He's still there. And I'm I'm obviously hysterical, going, There's a man in the room, there's a man. My mom's going over to him. You know, he's not he's not even moving. You know, this guy is just sitting there looking up at me. Um, and I'm I'm terrified. She's calmed me down, she's like, There's nothing there, but this guy never disappeared. My brother stayed in bed, he didn't wake up somehow. I don't know how he didn't wake up. But for some reason, I don't know how, but my mum kept me in the room that night. No idea, because I I was terrified. Um so she's left the room. This guy's still in the room and I've just got under the covers and I've stayed there all night, sweated it out. And that, that was my first big experience. Um, and it still scares me now thinking about it cause it was such a freaky. Yeah, it was, it was terrifying.
1: Did your, uh, um, did your mom like, uh, like go over to where he was sitting at possibly and like put her like hand or anything she, through like where he was sitting at
2: i was thinking that the other she didn't uh, put her hand out she went over to it and she was like there's nothing there i can remember that but she didn't i don't for what she didn't go through him or anything like that um she couldn't see him she couldn't see him at all obviously um yeah yeah i don't know i
1: don't know <laughs> Say, i get i kind of get a couple different uh different vibes from that. My first one, the first thing my mind goes towards is, uh, if he didn't seem like he was, I don't know, like an apparition and more of like a, like a solid man sitting there. Um, I kind of go yeah. into possible, like, uh, I don't want to say time slips, but kind of like time slips or being able to th- see, through like a thinning of the veil. Um, because you know, on the other side of the veil, if time isn't necessarily linear, you know, it could have been, you could have been seeing something that was there. And if he was staring directly at you, um, either one, it kind of plays into what I was saying that maybe he was seeing you as a ghostly apparition or he was seeing you and just as confused that you were sitting there as you were, that he was sitting there because yeah. you know, that whatever was set up on the other side could have been totally different. You could have been a kid that was just like floating in the middle of air and he was just sitting there for six hours staring at it, not yeah, knowing no, what to do true. or how to react.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, hundred percent. The only thing is he didn't, he didn't move. Like from what I can remember, he didn't even blink this, you know, so I don't know. I don't know if he was. Yeah, I don't know, man. Say <laughs> the other side if of it, too, is driving. uh
1: like a residual haunting, possibly, where it was more of just like a like an image that's been permanently stained through time in that specific location. And maybe it's only certain people that are, you know, because, of course, younger kids are more attuned to the paranormal and they got that third eye more open than like their adult counterparts would be. And I don't know how into that kind of stuff your mom necessarily was, but if she wasn't into it at all, she could have been completely blocked off from it. And then you being a kid, you know, maybe you were seeing something and that's why she also didn't react. And also going on to the other side of it with your brother, uh, that could have also been part of the reason why he didn't react is maybe he isn't as in tune with you. So he didn't get that like, uh, I don't know that off sixth sense feeling like somebody's watching you because assumably like most people if somebody's sleeping and somebody's yeah. staring at while you sleep like you get that feeling you know
2: yeah 100 percent. i still can't believe that i stayed in the room that night thinking now that there's no way <laughs> i would stay in the room you know But I, I stayed in the room that night and but the house was haunted like we all we never spoke about it when we was there but when we left like We all agreed that the house was haunted. We all had weird experiences there. In that same room, my brother saw red eyes looking at him one night. Um, So that was something he experienced in that room, in the same room. Um, Did it look like it was attached to anything or was it just like dark eye
1: or red eyes within like darkness or something?
2: He just explains it. He just says he just saw like he woke up during the night and saw two red eyes just sort of lit up in the room looking at him. And, and that, my brother's not like me. He's not as open <laughs> about this sort of thing as I am. And he, 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 he says, like, no idea.
1: Uh, Sonic, I'm bouncing back. Just one last question pertaining to that story, too, with, uh, with you. Um, yep. when, when, did you end up falling asleep, or did you see this thing, like, like disappear at some point?
2: No. As he stayed there all night. I, I fell asleep under the covers, woke up in the morning. Uh, he wasn't there. And I never saw him again. It was the only time I ever saw him.
1: This guy. Say so that's um uh, especially with all of the history too that's layered in England compared to like how it would be, you know, in, in the United I guess America would be layered, but in a different different way. It wasn't like uh towns built up, destroyed, town built up, destroyed. It was just, you know, indigenous tribes that would lived wherever and they're somewhat nomadic. But with so many layers of history being where you are, um I'm sure it's been hard if you ever did try to dig into what that could possibly be because you know I'm sure that depending on yeah. how old the house is or even the land, there could have been multiple different buildings that were there. Um, yeah, so, true. So it just becomes like an endless mystery. But
2: <laughs> yeah, well the house the house wasn't that old, but obviously I don't know what was there before. But we was right next to a graveyard, pretty much like the graveyard was less than a mile away. So it could be something come from there. I don't know, but. Yeah, it's very strange. So something else happened in the house that, you know, it was uh, – so I was in my mum and dad's bedroom, and I think this, this happened after seeing the guy. So um, I was in my mum and dad's bedroom. I was mucking about. I don't know what I was doing. And they had mirrors in the room, and I think I was just mucking about in front of the mirrors, and a naked lady walked past me, a naked blonde lady, and my mum's blonde, and I have just thought it was my mum. So, this naked lady's walked past me and walked into my mum and dad's ensuite. And I followed her, just thinking it's my mum. And I'm talking like, mum, da, 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 whatever I was saying, got into the bathroom, and there was no one in there. And I was like, what? And I've run downstairs, and my mum's like, no, it's not me. <laughs> but that, that was another thing that I actually saw in the house that was very strange.
1: Was that one also like uh, like full bodied, or did it seem like it was almost like like ghostly?
2: Yeah, no, that was full bodied as well. That was a solid. You know, it was just a. It was strange. Obviously, my mum walking around naked. <laughs> I just yeah. thought, okay, but a <laughs> <laughs> bit weird. But yeah, um, yeah. So naked, definitely a, a naked blonde haired lady walked past. And my mum was blonde, so I just thought it was my mum. But yeah, that that was weird as well.
1: I find it strange, too, that it seems like everything being like a full-bodied apparition, like, assumably, that would mean that they would be more powerful of beings. And one, I mean, that could either be like we were mentioning that the land's so old that maybe these people have had time to really be able to understand uh, the capabilities that they have being supernatural or on the other side, or the other side of it, too. I don't know if you've really looked into it, but I don't know, maybe there's something like special about that specific area um i don't know maybe like a thinning of the veil area maybe it's just like some type of like potential like like portal of some sort especially considering again how old the land is there could be you know some type of special rocks that could be buried like 30 feet underneath the house or 30 feet away from the house
2: for all you know yeah that's very possible man all i know is that, that i i think other than my brother seeing the red eyes and me what i saw no one else from what i know saw anything else but there was just a bad vibe there. We all felt it. You heard weird noises all the time in the house, but um, my dad wanted to get us out of the house. And we never really spoke about it being haunted until we left. And then my dad was like, yeah, that, that house was weird. It wanted to get us out of there. So I don't know. I mean, obviously me and my brother were quite young at the time. Did your uh, dad ever end up sharing any of his stories? Because it seems
1: like something happened that made it so that he... I don't like I've, I've, just from that reaction, I feel like something big happened. I don't know if he ever ended up telling you, but
2: <laughs> possibly, I mean, I mean, I've actually had that. my dad on, uh, on my show sharing his paranormal experiences. Cause I know my dad has seen ghosts and he's had a few weird things happen, but he never said, he's never said that he's seen anything there. He just, he just explained it as a bad feeling. That's how he felt. So he got a bad vibe from it. And I think there's something in that we've, when you go into a place that's haunted, or or whatever, you sometimes you can feel a, a vibe. Did your uh, Did your mom
1: have any experiences there that she talked about? Because if not, it almost seems like uh, I don't know whatever haunting or being was in that house. It seemed like it was targeting like the younger ones of you.
2: Yeah, possibly. Yeah, I mean, my mom never said she she. Yeah, she she. We spoke about this recently, and she said she she didn't see anything. She said she obviously felt a, a weird feeling there, a weird vibe there. Um, but she did say she felt bad that she left me in the room. <laughs> she says uh, she she regrets that now because obviously she just thought I was just being, I don't know, um, just wanted to get out of the room, I guess. I don't know. Cause I wasn't, I wasn't always the best sleeper at night. I used to get up quite a lot during the night and try and get in my mom and dad's bed quite a lot. So I think she just thought I was trying to do that and, kept me in the room <laughs>
1: did she uh, did she believe in the paranormal at that time or was it something else that happened later on that kind of made her start believing
2: uh i think my mom's always been pretty open to it to be honest and my dad really they're both quite open to it so yeah i mean as i say they both they both said they got a, a weird feeling from the house i know the, the the people the lady that we bought the house off of her husband died in that house so i don't know if that was anything to do with it but do you know by chance if it was like a like a natural
1: death or if it was, I don't know, something something else?
2: I know he was an older guy, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it was a. I'm not sure if he was sick or, I don't know. To be honest, <laughs> I know he was an older guy. See, I still
1: get that. Uh, I don't know energy like it seems like it was going after like the younger ones of you like if I were you I don't know I'd dig into in that area, area and see if there was anything known of I don't know anybody yeah. that was like abducting kids possibly in the area or yeah. I don't know kids that went missing yeah. in the area like around a certain time yeah. period maybe that person was around that house but yeah I don't know it just weirdly seems targeted yeah. at kids especially considering that both of your parents are open to the paranormal like more often than not yeah uh you know the parents will see stuff if they're I mean, even, even if they're not trying to see stuff, they'll eventually get to a yeah. point where they're starting to see stuff and they're just denying it in their own mind. But if they were open to it, that means that if stuff would have happened, they would have yeah. acknowledged what it was. But yeah, just the w- the weirdest part about it is that it was something that strong, but wasn't showing it to everybody.
2: Yeah. Yeah, true, man. I've never thought of it like that before. But yeah, it's very true. And then uh, so I'll do- maybe I will have a look. I know that we sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm just going to say that there was a graveyard right next to the house or less than a mile away from the house and there was a, a school that we used to go to which was literally behind the house pretty much. Did your brother
1: uh, have yeah, any more experiences besides uh, the red eyes? Did he by chance end up, end up seeing any full body, full-bodied body, uh, full apparitions uh, or anything?
2: No, no. Because we spoke about this recently again and he that's all he can remember of that experience. And my brother's not, he's, he's, he, he's not as open to the paranormal as I am. And even he says like no idea what that was. And it, it you know, it was a it was a scary thing for him as well.
1: See, I, I'm always uh one of those people that kind of believes that everything happens for a reason too. So I don't know, just just dating back to that, uh maybe those things did happen for a reason because maybe it was something that kind of steered you towards your path that you're currently on. So you know, maybe it's something yeah, that was yeah. beyond just like a standard haunting, just something that was intentionally yeah. supposed to happen for the push of something bigger, farther on in the future.
2: Hundred percent. Well, I, I always say that after that experience, I know that there's there's something more. You know, that's that. There was no doubt in my mind. I wasn't dreaming. I wasn't seeing things. I know. I know now that there's something more. Um. Whatever that is, I don't know, but <laughs> I know that it's something more.
1: <laughs> hey, man! All we can do is theorize, but that's part of the fun, though, because if we knew for sure, um, I don't know. I feel like like it would be cool to know for sure, but at the same time, though, it kind of takes the mystery out of it. So then it's like yeah. I don't know. I feel like it would just change the way people live their life if they knew exactly what was going to happen. Be it that you know, if you're good, you get this. If you're bad, you get this. If there's nothing that happens, um, you know, like if, as far as like you go to the same afterlife, you know, it doesn't matter if you're good or necessarily bad. I don't know. I feel like as a whole for society, um, like it would be good to know, but at the same time though, I feel like it would have a lot of negative effects to ever actually know the answer to that question. And honestly, dude, if anybody even had the answer to that question, they put it right in front of your face. I don't think anybody would believe it.
2: Wow, <laughs> no, that's the thing. That's the thing.
1: Kind of uh, goes into like UFOs and all that kind of shit too. That, uh, you got the government now that's fully, openly talking about there being UFOs, of course, changing the name uh, because they got to put their little slight, slight tweak on it. Yep. And uh, <laughs> no matter what they do, yep. no matter what they put in front of everybody, it's been so misconstrued by everything that nobody's nobody's going to believe it. They could straight up have a video of an alien yeah. or put an alien right in front of you and you know nobody's going to believe it still.
2: Yeah, so true, man.
1: Yeah. Especially with the technology uh, the, nowadays, uh, man, that's when uh, everything's uh, starting to get really misconstrued.
2: Mis- yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. It's like the the, the, the government have put out official videos of what we know as UFOs and you still get people saying, nah, I don't believe it. You know, uh,
1: and you still got the other mix too on like uh, AIR generators. Um, actually, this is a perfect opportunity. I've been looking for an opportunity to mention this on the show because it's something that's been driving me absolutely insane. Um, do you yeah. do you follow Cryptid Book or Cryptid Pages like on Facebook, anything like that? Yeah, yeah. So, you know the Loan. whole thing on there with uh, people saying like they get very back and forth. The people getting really mad about photos. Uh, people saying that they're fake. People saying that they're real. And then you have the people in the groups that are like, if you're going to say everything's fake, don't be part of the group. And it just becomes this whole argument. Yeah. So it's hard to have an opinion coming into these groups. But I don't know if you've seen it, but AI art, man, like it has a specific look to it. Like the faces look weird. Like the mm. hands look weird. And if you really like look at it, you can tell AI art. And I've, I don't yeah. know about you, but I've noticed a huge flooding of people posting AI art of Bigfoot and then saying that it's real photos and everybody else is on the page saying like, Oh yeah, this, that, that. And it's like, you don't want to come in there and be like, Oh, it's very much so AI art, but it's, it's a problem that's driving me absolutely insane, man, because they're, they're flooding the information, they're fucking up the market. And the more we get into this and people doing that, the harder it's going to be to actually find any type of basis of truth in anything, be it UFOs, uh, Sasquatch, even fucking movies existing like AI art. I feel like it has a worse intent than what people think it is. And they're going to start using it to change history essentially, because you can create something like a full movie image. I've seen, I've, I actually got caught a few times with that stuff that there were like movies that they said never got released. And I really like dug into them and realized that it was, something that never even existed but there are like things that are intentionally supposed to look weird where that's where they kind of like make the AI art work for them but yeah dude it's it's getting too far with it man yeah. like they're starting to starting to mess up this community because people yeah. are throwing AI art in trying to be
2: trolls or whatever but <laughs> yeah no it's true man that's the problem when you when you put this, too much of that out people are never look, if someone does capture something that is 100% real you're still going to get people saying that that is It's fake and stuff, you know? So it doesn't help the coals
1: at all. Say, Uh, even like the the floating cities and everything too, it's like, it's a fascinating concept. I've definitely been interested in it. But in the back of my mind, when it comes to any whimsical, fascinating photo of literally any phenomenon whatsoever, you know, like 30, 40 years ago, you could take it for what it was because there's just only so much you could do with video editing. But now it's gotten to a point where it's like, it's full, it's full belief, you know, like the only person that knows if the photo is fake or not is the person that posted it realistically, unless it has some really bad edges to it that somebody can, can point out, but it's getting to the point where it's like, you know, there's so much stuff that you can find information on both sides on why it's real and why it's fake. So there's no way you'll ever know for sure. Unfortunately.
2: Yeah. That's And maybe that's on purpose. Maybe that's, that's put there. So it, it does stop us from knowing and questioning and doubting. I think that's a big part of it as
1: well. Dilutes the information, man. And you want to kind of dig into conspiracies, bro. Uh, so obviously with like COVID and everything like that, um, it kind of pushed more people towards like researching into things because they're spending more time at home, um, really starting to like get to know stuff. But when that started happening, then you started having influx of everybody starting like conspiracy podcasts, like reposting things that were the truth, like all of this kind of stuff. Um, But yeah. now it's like everybody's so far into it that, I don't know, I feel like it would be almost needed to be able to distract people with that. So it's like with COVID, everybody got undistracted from what they're supposed to be. But now everybody's into that. So maybe they're intentionally using a bunch of false flags within that to, you know, b- b- keep people people's people's eyes over here while there's actually like some other stuff going on, you know, like, I don't know. Like it seems like a lot of like cryptid stuff, for example, doesn't get taken down, but a lot of the, uh, like UFO stuff gets taken down. And if there's some cryptid stuff that gets taken down, like it gets taken down like quick. So it's like, I don't know. There's like a different like influx on it. It seems like it's it's controlled information past like what the community is realizing that it is, and it's not just like the Tartaria, like Flat Earth, like people fighting over that now. I think that they're starting to realize that that's the big things, and people are able to like throw that off. So now they're trying to use the stuff that is like Sasquatch, for example, that more often than not, everybody that's into all of this type of stuff believes in Sasquatch. That's like the number one. So they're like, all right, let's try to dilute and fuck up this information as much as possible so that the only way anybody will never know anything about it is if they physically find one in person. And even if they do do that,
2: nobody's going to believe that they actually did it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent, man. It definitely feels like that's being done on purpose for sure. But then on the other side too- Whoops, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say that they want people confused, I feel like. They want people arguing. They want people um, questioning everything they see. That's that's so 100%, man, what you're saying. And then uh, just to add into that, and I'll get
1: into a whole different crazy theory off of this one too, but uh, have you noticed that it seems like there's been like an upspike in dogman attacks and people who've encountered them and actually shot at them?
2: 100%, man, yeah. Yeah, I've spoken to quite a few people in the last few weeks. Interviewed people that have had dogman experiences, and it does seem like that's something that, that's growing. Did they all, by chance,
1: mention like the metallic, clinging, like grinding sound that they hear before
2: these attacks happen? I've I've been hearing that. I've been hearing that. That does seem to be a, another theme that's coming. So I've been hearing that a lot. Just to just
1: to throw out a theory, because again, I've been looking for an opportunity to throw this one out. And uh, uh, this is probably the best way to describe it. And it's going to sound a little bit out there, but are you familiar with like
2: what back rooms are? Back rooms. Mm -hmm. I'm not too sure, man.
1: (laughs) So (laughs) sorry. The best way to describe it is that uh, it's like, there's a lot of like false stuff to it. But again, I'm just trying to like use this as an example. But essentially there's these rooms that people claim that they wander in where it's almost like, like a, like a behind the scenes of the world where they will like walk into a random door and they're just like yellow hallways and they have like different creatures or whatever. And it's just like this inner working back door to like reality essentially. So expanding on that idea with the whole like cabin in the woods type of concept where it's like, they have these like back room underground, like military base type things that are like a, like a whole inner working that's amongst society. Um, my question is Are these dogmen? Of course, that there might actually be some like natural dogmen, but uh, it seems like there's like an upspike again in the ones that are attacking, which kind of gears me towards more military made possible dogmen. So, possibly the reason why people keep hearing this metallic clinking metal sound beforehand is because there's random testing spots in certain areas, uh, and assumably they let them out randomly so that they can test out what they're fully capable of. Because, honestly, if you were somebody in the military, and you were trying to take out a group that you knew was hiding in a certain area, uh, you release some dogmen on them, then you have, one, no connection to that area, because it looks like some kind of vicious unknown animal attack. If anybody sees where the attack happened, nobody's going to believe it. And three, then, again, you don't have to... You don't have to be seen. You don't have to touch base anywhere, anywhere over there. Like, you can essentially just drop one of these things somewhere, let it go on a fucking rampage. If it gets shot and dies, it is what it is. Goodbye. Like, I don't think that they're necessarily like turning soldiers into dogmen, but if they were able to clone sheep back in the 90s, I think that they're uh, potentially taking DNA of a human and taking DNA of a dog, wolf, whatever happened, whatever kind of canine species of their choosing. And, essentially, like, putting them together, letting them probably form some type of synthetic womb and raising them up as these beings. Like, I don't know, it sounds yeah. less whimsical that way, and it sounds more, like, sci-fi, but honestly, like, th- th- that's that's what we're gearing towards, man, and, like, they say that we're, there, we're 30 yeah. years above technology, so who knows what the hell they actually have, yeah. and no doubt in my mind, I think that they can create living things in their gene splicing. Yeah. Sorry, long tangent yeah, there, but... <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, hundred no, percent, no, man. It's an interesting theory as well. I mean, they uh, where was I reading the other day? They can actually clone your pets now. If you if you've got enough money to do it, you can get your pet cloned. I mean, that's that's crazy, man. If they can do stuff like that, that we that we know about, yeah. What what can they do that we don't know about? You know.
1: So especially if they're trying to use it for uh, like military type reasons, like they'll they'll go all out more for that than anything else. Cause I mean, when it comes to the pet thing, it's one of those things that it's like, as humans, there's a lot of things that we're potentially capable of doing, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's something that we should be doing because you're not doing it for the animal. You're doing it simply for you because you're sad and you want to, you want to fill that void, but you got to keep in mind that that's not your same animal. You know, it may have been made from the same DNA, but more often than not, when people think of a clone, I think they think of it being like an exact copy of that person with the exact memories, everything, and it just pops up and it's the age that they are. But the cloning process, at least from my understanding of how it would work, isn't just like a bing, here you go, here's a clone, like, you know, multiplicity, things like that. I think it's something where they'd have to birth it up from the ground up. So realistically, the whole cloning process would be more like like a twin than it would be like a copy of somebody because it would have a different mind, a different... Consciousness to it, you know.
2: Yeah, and it's just not natural. Like, I mean, it's not. I don't know. I find it very strange. Or, I mean, honestly,
1: dude, like maybe what we perceive as natural and what's not natural is something way beyond us. Because I've always questioned and wondered if the races that we look like they could be potential gods. Like, depending on who you're asking, of course, you know, you have like God Himself. Um, you have like the Anunnaki theory for everything, but, uh, maybe the way nature's supposed to work is that the, uh, the one race creates the new race and then makes themselves obsolete. And then that race lives on. And then they create another race of things. And then that race old race becomes obsolete. Cause if you're looking at it from, from that strategic plan, you know, maybe the Anunnaki created us and then they theoretically went extinct or whatever created us. And now we're ushering into this age of doing two things, which I think will eventually combined of doing AI and robotics and doing clones. And I, you know, <laughs> call it sci-fi, but I think those are eventually going to mix. And the race yeah. that's going to, that's going to be the next after us, that's going to take over is going to be some form of like an organic AI cyborg. Because then at that point, it's like with the metal, I, I mean, I guess there's weaknesses to being organic matter or there's you know being like something robotic but assumably if you're a form of like a like a cyborg where you can take organic matter and you can take interchangeable parts like how like an art like an ai or like a robot would you know you could look like an actual human blow your arm off and then just be able to replace it with another organic arm and nobody'd even be able to tell that you weren't human in the first place
2: yeah yeah man did you see that video the other day or it's come out the other day of all the, the robot dogs that are doing the same movements. Ooh, that sounds like pretty damn
1: black Mary to me. That would freak me the hell out, man.
2: It's freaky. And it's, it's real like And it's, uh, that's scary. It's terrifying. There's, there's hundreds of these robots. They look like little, little dogs and they're all doing the same movement. And apparently these are going to be on the street or whatever. And I think people forget, (laughs) man,
1: is that all it takes is one hacker.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's it. That's it. I mean, it's not, uh, yeah, man, I tried to think what could happen. You could have
1: the best intentions in mind,
2: think that all of your stuff
1: is perfectly well-preserved, but again, there's always somebody that's going to hack it out there, and that's just part of the game, and that's why technology gets better is because there is somebody that's always going to hack it. So it's going to be hacked at some point, and you better hope that their intentions are to troll rather than to (laughs) murder people. Because that, again, going into some Black Mirror shit, you have some stuff like the one where they were trying to save the world by making the robotic bees but all it took was somebody hacking in and then now you have an infinite weapon that can fly through anybody's head and take anybody out at any given time.
2: (laughs) Yeah, man, it's not good. (laughs) It's terrifying.
1: Dude, I I watch Black Mirror and it ends up just turning into, all right, I think that they already have this, so when you watch Black Mirror, it's just a matter of assessing uh, more so when it's going to happen rather than being like,
2: oh, that would be crazy if that happened. (laughs) Yeah, they're letting us know man they let us know all the time <laughs> that's see that, how it seems anyway see that
1: like when it comes to Black Mirror that it almost makes you wonder if it's like uh, they're trying to warn you of stuff or if it's one of those things that they have to tell you something before they're able to actually do it so they're just trying to dilute you out to the
2: fact that this stuff is going on yeah man yeah it's terrifying stuff that freaks me out that sort of thing <laughs> <laughs>
1: So uh while we're on the spirit of talking about all of that type of stuff and awesome government technology, uh I heard that you have some UFO stories and I would definitely love to hear some of those.
2: Yeah, yeah, man, I've seen a few UFOs because I'm, I'm fascinated. All all aspects of paranormal. So that, that's uh, something else that's fascinating me. So I'm always looking up, trying to see something, but my first, um, big UFO experience. So I was about 14, 15 and, uh, Back in the day, we always all used to play football in the street. All, all the boys would go in the street and play, play a big football match in the street. And that's what we were doing. Um, and I think this day there was only about five of us playing, just having a kick about. And uh, we all looked up in the sky. And this is before none of us had camera phones or anything like that. So we couldn't get a picture of it, unfortunately. But we all saw. And the only way I can describe it is a building that you would see in Dubai in the sky and it was like an orangey silver color it was just like a weird shaped building in the sky and it was just sort of in the distance a little bit but we could all see it we're all watching it like what is that was it vertical or horizontal it was it was vertical
1: so it was like standing tall like a skyscraper it. then because i almost imagined it yeah. said like a flying yeah. craft like sideways but it was like standing vertical yeah, no, it wasn't like that
2: it was yeah it was vertical and it, it comes to sort of like a point it was like a big weird shaped building that you'd see in like, um, like the future or whatever, <laughs> I mean, or in Dubai or it was just a weird, weird shape, but it was vertical and it had like orange bits on it. That's what I can remember. And silvery bits. And it, but it was quite, it was quite in the distance. Um, and was all looking at it. was all watching it. Like, what is that? And I remember at the time, it wasn't too amazed by it, to be honest. I mean, I wasn't, massively as into the ufo stuff as i am now but i was like wow what is that and anyway we carried on playing football but i recently spoke to my brother the other day about it because we never spoke about it since that day and i i I was on a catwalk show paranormal heart podcast and that memory sort of came back to me as, as we was talking and my brother listened to it and he said you know what i remember seeing that what was that? And <laughs> we was both like, we had a conversation the other day about it. Like, what, what was it? We don't know, but that was my first UFO experience. And it was quite a, quite a cool one.
1: Did it, uh, almost have like the cigar craft type feel to it?
2: Um, no, I mean, I'll have to draw it and send you a picture. Cause it was such a weird shape. It was, as I said, it was vertical. It wasn't, it wasn't the cigar shape. It was literally like, have you seen the Shard in London? The building, the Shard? I don't believe so. I'm not familiar with that building. So it's like a big sort of triangle, but it's long and it's like a triangle sort of shape. It was sort of like that, but not exactly like that. But that was, it was just like a mad futuristic building is the best way for me to describe it. But I remember it being like orangey color. See, when it comes to like the the
1: UFOs and things like that, I have like a kind of a different theory on it, but obviously it could be a mix of multiple things. You know, that's why so so many people describe so many different types of crafts, crafts being that, uh, you know, human-made mimics of things, completely unknown flying crafts, uh, other governments flying crafts, interdimensional beings flying crafts, interplanetary different beings flying crafts. Um, But the other theory that I like to throw at, just because it's honestly the most logical theory to me. Is that yeah. you know you go to a car dealership and there's thirty different styles of cars, thirty different variations of cars. Even you know you go to a military base, they have a hundred different variations of different types of planes, different types of ships. Um, so I believe that the reason why so many different people see so many different types of crafts that seem to be relatively similar but have different little components to them is because maybe we should look at it more of like how we look at like our vehicles. That there's the basic shape and design, but then there's all the different side variations depending on who's driving it or if it's for some type of military reason, like the, the use of it, you know, the practical use of it. Um, because, you know, so many different yeah. people describe so many different, even just lights and different colors off of them. Um, you know, maybe those different lights, different colors could mean different things. They could be different like signals, for example. Um, and the reason, again, I was asking if it was cigar shaped is because expanding on kind of that theory that I was saying... Um, I was almost curious if it was like a, like an upgraded model or like a different variation of, you know, one of the cigar type flying, flying, uh, objects. <laughs> Cause I don't want to say necessarily a flying ship because the cigar ones are kind of like weird. Some of them, you know, you have that one that kind of like looped and flew past the sun that everybody was talking about for a while. That seemed like it was more sure. like Rocky, you know? And then you have the ones that seem like they're more like metallic, And again, going on that theory, it could be older variations versus newer variations. And maybe just like people, they just keep using them until they can't be flown anymore.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, true, man. And when we saw this as well, it was a beautiful summer's day. There wasn't a cloud in the sky. And you could just see this perfectly. But I really wish it was like now. You get a perfect picture of it now. But obviously, this was when I was 14. So this is going back a little while. And then you said that building that looks somewhat similar
1: to it that wasn't anywhere near it right it wasn't some type of like uh you know people everybody likes to say when they see the, like the weird things that look yeah. like buildings in the sky that it's some type of like reflection oh, or yeah, anything. This, but
2: this building that the shards not even built when this was when i saw this oh so perfect this i just is, want to be yeah. able to throw that out the window for the uh the listeners that were questioning yeah. that after oh yeah that part, so. nowhere yeah it wasn't even like the sh- it was sort of i would say like the shard sort of size maybe it wasn't the perfect shape of the shard, but it was similar, if that makes sense. <laughs> but it's it, yeah, it was very strange. Did you uh, did you end
1: up watching it like like go away or anything or like disappear no, or I, like float
2: off or? No, again, we just literally we was watching it for a while and trying to work out what it was, and then eventually we just went back to playing football. <laughs> so I didn't we didn't see this thing fly off or disappear or anything. So. Now I would, I'd be sitting there for hours and just working it out. But <laughs> pull,
1: pull but again, up the, uh, the folding chair in a, in a six pack.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'd be there all night. Yeah, hundred percent. Set up your little camera. <laughs> I'm I'll in here for the long it. haul. I'll be, filming, I'll be drawing. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll set up camp. But yeah, at the time we just it was it was amazing like to see something like that. But um, yeah, I wish I wish I wish we'd obviously watched it till the end, but I don't know. I don't know if it disappeared, flew off or we don't know. So we just carried on playing football. Did you uh, ever look into
1: like the area to see if anybody else had by chance, like described anything similar
2: at the time? No, I haven't. No, no. But that's again, that's interesting, but I've, I've not, I've not seen, um, any UFO pictures or videos that look like what I saw. I've not, I've not come across anything say so if it was super far too it
1: may have been hard to get a picture of even if other people had seen it so you know it might even be just worth digging into reports of just like people describing it possibly yeah. around that time you know you yeah. might never know what you might find and maybe you can find some more uh, information on or even just different perspectives of somebody something that somebody saw because you were looking at it from one angle you know and it looked yeah. like it was tall like it could have been just as wide on the other side for all you know like who knows what, yeah, what other kind of shape true. or anything
2: else you could have thrown into it yeah yeah, true, man. Because it was quite a distance from us, so yeah. No, I'd love, I'd love to know if someone else saw it. That'd be awesome to find that out.
1: So, I mean, even just for like the the way it was sitting too, it could have potentially been some type of ship that was sitting vertically for some reason. Like I don't know if yeah. uh you know how how theoretically they would. I don't want to say take off, but you hear about these the ways that they travel and. More often than not, it seems like they don't necessarily travel like on that flat pattern, like how people like assume like a plane would work. They kind of get this like front lift to them, and they lift and fly kind of weird. So, you know, if it was preparing yeah. to go off to a to farther distance and it was some type of giant ship, who knows like how it may have had to like prepare, build up energy in order to like force itself up theoretically too.
2: Yeah, yeah, man. I'd love to know. I'd love to know. I saw another very strange thing. This was quite a different. Experience and me and my mother-in-law both saw this. So in my old flat in Brentwood, where I used to live, um, that was just outside London, um, we was on the top on the top floor of the flats, and we had like a small, wasn't a forest, but there was like a, say a, a mini forest outside our flat. There's a few trees and it was like a little foresty area, but not a massive forest. Um, me and my mother-in-law are just talking, looking out the window. And all of a sudden out of the forest, three balls came out the forest and they were sort of, they seemed to be connected, but they weren't touching and they weren't big. They was like the size of a basketball, maybe a touch bigger, but that sort of size. And they were like changing shape and they were sort of going around each other, not actually touching, but they seemed to be connected somehow. And they were just going up and up and up. And they were changing shapes. So you couldn't put a shape on it and they weren't the same shape at the same time. They just kept changing. It's very strange. It wasn't a balloon. We was looking at it. It was like, is it a balloon? Like, we couldn't work out what it was. And the best way for me to describe like, the color and the texture of it was, you know, the Terminator movie mm-hmm. when he melts and he's got that silvery, uh, the, the metal melting that it looked like that sort of color. And these 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 three balls, they were just going up and up and up. Me and my mother-in-law are watching this for I don't know, five minutes, whatever it was. And all of a sudden they just went flash, 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 and you see them shoot off. How up? And we was both, we just yeah. both, Oh okay. We just Sorry. we just said nobody is gonna believe us. <laughs> Nobody's gonna believe what we just saw. <laughs> how amazing. Uh, How big were they? So there was. Say basketball sort of size, so they weren't big, really. They might have been a little bit bigger than a basketball, that sort of size. And we was we was looking, but we was close. Like it was literally across the road, this little forest, and these things have come out from the trees. And we're like looking, and we we just couldn't work out what it was. We just could not. It wasn't a balloon. It wasn't. Yeah, you know, we don't know what it was, but yeah, you know, this this was about. I would say, so this was probably about eight years ago now.
1: So I almost get kind of like a, almost like a, the Fae kind of feeling out of it. Like, especially considering that it came out of like some trees and with, you know, like the, the background and like the lore of like England with like fairies and everything like that and them not being very big to begin with. I almost get like a, like a, like a fairy vibe or like a Fae vibe from it.
2: Possibly man. I've never, I've not had that, but that is, yeah, it's very possible. It could be something like that.
1: Like, it almost sounds like, uh, like, was that, was that woods patch, like relatively new? Did they like cut anything down recently? Like, or had it been there a long time or?
2: Uh, possibly, I don't know who owned it. So I don't know because it wasn't a massive wooded area. I don't know if one of the houses sort of, that was their land. There was like a house behind it. it. Possibly that was their land. So I don't know, but, yeah, very possible, man. I'm not thought about that angle, but that's interesting. Cuz I was going to say like if that. it
1: seems like it was getting like cut down recently or something, it almost like makes me wonder if it's like the Fae like leaving the area almost.
2: Yeah, possibly, man. Very possible. It's interesting. We always just thought aliens, UFO, but now it could be it could be that. Cuz we have no idea what this was. Again, I've not seen any videos or anything that Looks like it. I've seen like how it moved off the, the sort of the way it flashed, 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 and you actually saw these things fly off. I've seen that before on videos and stuff, but what the actual things look like, I've not seen. Is there any uh, yeah,
1: like fairy lore or anything like that by chance in your area? Oh
2: yeah, all over the UK, fairy lore. Is there anything uh, like specific to show. that area? Not that I know of. Not that I know of, to be honest. I mean, no. Where I live now, there seems to be a lot more fairy lore and stuff, but yeah, no, not that I know of, to be honest. I'd have to look into that a little bit more. That's very interesting. That's that's a route I'm I've not gone down. But yeah. Say, Could so, be something like that, man.
1: Say I always uh, I don't know, I try to look at it from all angles too, because of course, you know, you would gear yeah. it towards uh like any something extraterrestrial, of course, but You know, especially considering, I don't know, I I like to dig into folklore more so than anything. And you guys have such a big background of just time and just different things happening all within that area that it's like definitely an angle that I feel like you definitely need to come at when it comes to weird, unexplainable phenomenon like
2: that. Yeah, man. Yeah, 100%. That is is something I'm going to look into now. (laughs) So that's interesting, man. Just uh, for the sake of
1: me being curious, too, before uh, we hop back on, because I'm sure that you probably you might have some more uh, UFO stories, I'm not 100% sure, but uh, do you have any interesting, uh, I guess, local cryptid or fae or anything like that type of legends in your area? Because you know, I'm, I'm always crazy fascinated in that stuff, and your guys' is a little bit less uh, yeah. dark more often than not, it seems,
2: than ours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I actually do. So I've recently moved to Dorset, so I'm I've been here now for about a year. And when I moved here, um, so we live right next to basically like a massive forest, um, heathland forest. Um, I didn't know this. So that's literally five minutes from my house. I didn't know this, but there's actually a dogman law there. A lot of people see what we describe as a dogman. Um, they call it the devil dog. and um, People see it exactly the same as a dogman, like the size, uh, what it looks like people hear it growling. Apparently um, people have seen it and it's literally five minutes from a house and someone, a local person was telling me this quite Well, when I first moved here, um, and I, I was like, amazed. I was like, wow, I've got to look into this. And the funny thing is as well, well it's not funny. But it's about a week, <laughs> about a week before someone told me this. Now this might just be coincidence. I don't know. I, I go to this forest all the time. I still do, but I'm always on the lookout for, for weird stuff. And me and my two daughters, we went for a walk in the forest and it was sort of, it was getting dark. but It wasn't fully dark. And my little girl suddenly freaked out. My eldest daughter, who, who was 10 at the time, she suddenly freaked out. And I was like, what's the matter? What's the matter? She went, I've just saw, and she said a Bigfoot at the time. <laughs> cause, cause obviously I'm always watching Bigfoot stuff and I'm always talking about it she said, I've just saw a Bigfoot and uh, she said she, she described seeing glowing eyes. And I was like, no, Amy, you're, you've not seen Bigfoot. I've not believed her at all, to be honest. I'm not. You saw a (laughs) dog man. I know. (laughs) I know. I should. And uh, (laughs) I was like, no, you didn't see a Bigfoot. You, it's just where she's been hearing me talk about it. And, you know, I, I try not to let them see too much stuff like that, but, obviously they see things every now and again. And so I just put it down to that. I put it down to she's seen me watching something or that she shouldn't have seen. And, you know, she's just got scared. Anyway, a week later, someone told me that there's this, there's this legend in the forest that we was in. And yeah, so she could have possibly seen it.
1: I found that very interesting. Did you uh, end up digging into the like lore a bit or like what the origin is of it cuz I'm definitely curious if it's like that uh you know European werewolf kind of thing or if it's more of like the like physical like dog being versus like you know something that can transform into a dog
2: Yeah I don't know this uh, this this is written down in a in a, a ghost book um, a dulcet ghost book and that's where it's the There's like a little road that leads to the forest called the Red Brick Road, and that's where this is seen quite a lot, whatever this thing is. Um, As I say, they call it the Devil Dog, Um, so I'm not sure. I have tried to Google it. So that's what I was about
1: to look up, and it seems like it comes up with uh, US military nicknames. Say I'm gonna I'm gonna find something. At least, at least give the listeners a, yeah. a quick little overview of it, possibly.
2: Yeah. So I'm I'm based in Paul in Dorset. So if you're right.
1: Devil dogs, the mysterious black dogs of England. These monstrous black dogs yes. with glowing red eyes have spooked and intrigued people for centuries. Let's see here. There's a little uh article here. Let's see if I can Find some quick over stuff here.
2: A lot of people, even in the UK, seem to be talking about um, Dogman at the moment. It seems to be saying that's really, really growing. See, when it comes to things like that too,
1: it almost makes me wonder if it's like, I don't know, every generation has their cryptid that they become the most interested in, or if it's a matter of like, a, if, if it is a matter of like a thinning of the veil, or of you know, like, like maybe certain things come through at certain times, you know, where of course there is some, like there is Bigfoot sightings and, you know, if they're like an interdimensional walking type thing where, you know, they walk into this dimension and then they can't theoretically get themselves back and then the veil shifts to another area and the dog men are coming through, but the Sasquatches aren't able to come through anymore. You know, assumably there'd still be a breeding population, of Sasquatch but there wouldn't be like new ones coming in but then the dogmen would be coming in like continuously and maybe that's why there's such like an up spike and I know that people think that it's you know dogmen pushing Sasquatches out of areas but maybe that's not exactly how people think it is maybe it's because their numbers are drastically higher because there's there was a portal that was open for Sasquatch before but now it's open for dogmen and there's no new Sasquatch coming in but there's more dogmen coming in yeah
2: Yeah, man, very possible. Yeah.
1: And uh, just a little quick side note on the uh, black dog uh, concept, because I guess that the devil dog, black dog, it's all kind of seems to be related to somewhat the same stuff. Um, The origins of the black dog are difficult to discern. It is uncertain whether the creature originated in the Celtic or Germanic elements of British culture. Throughout European mythology, dogs have been associated with death, Examples of this are the uh, Welsh and Norse, and it's Greek. It's it's talking about just, like, the different dogs. um, They're, like, the protectors or, the you know, the guarders of, like, the gates of hell. Um, All of whom were in some way guardians of the underworld. This association seems to be due to the scavenging habits of dogs. It is possible that the black dog is a survival of these beliefs. Um, I don't know, at least going off of this stuff, I feel like... uh, I don't know, maybe people are associating it with the same name, but this almost seems different than uh, the legend of like what you were describing for your area, at least.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there seems to be different. The more I'm speaking to it, there seems to be like different types of these things. Like There seems to be, you've obviously got the, the flesh and blood, which could possibly be um, just a normal animal, maybe. I don't know. And then you've got this supernatural side to it. And uh, I don't know if they're all the same thing or if there's different types. See, I think there's I different types because I yeah, think I, that there's I, I like
1: physical it. ones that are almost like uh, like Sasquatch in a sense that they're like, were born in that, that manner, you know, that they're like a half dog, half human, human-like being. Uh, I also think that there's definitely like a werewolf-esque aspect to it. And, uh, you know, different origins of different things, of course. You have like the, the standard... like werewolf coming from like european lore but then you go into like american lore and everybody is very much into like the skinwalkers and the concept of like skinwalkers but if you break that down essentially it kind of has the same kind of esque as like uh the werewolf lore, assumably because it's like a person that can turn into an animal um so that's like the americanized i guess version of like the werewolf concept is that it's almost like this native american like animal shifting type thing and then, like we are referring to earlier, I also very much heavily, heavily, heavily think that there's the aspect of them being created by the military. And I personally think that that's the most of what we're dealing with right now, and that's why there's such an upspike in attacks.
2: Yeah. Yeah, man. But. Because I was talking to a, a military guy the other day, served in the U.S. military for over 20 years. And I asked him, I said, is this known? like in the military and his answer was yes. Like they know about the Sasquatch, they know about the dog, man. So I don't know, but I found that interesting.
1: Did he, uh, by chance, assumably, you know, most people, when it comes to the military, it's all sectioned knowledge that only certain people are aware of certain things. But, uh, did he by chance happen to drop or catch wind of what the theoretical purpose may be? Like, assumably it's for like military practical use, but I don't know when it comes to like, Anything government related or elite controlling power related, I still feel like there's like a secondary, magical, if you will, aspect to it too. Of for the reason that they're doing things and not just strictly like, oh, we want to drop this in an area to take out half a military base.
2: Yeah, I think for him, he was more along the lines that these are like flesh and blood. Um, you know, he was he, he did say that there's a supernatural side to these things as well.
1: But it almost um, sounds like what, like they're yeah, they're taking him and taming him almost from like his perspective rather than like creating them
2: themselves. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if he said they've actually captured one of these things or if they have them. In, I don't know. But so I know yeah, the dogmen I at least. Man.
1: There's reports of them wearing military vests that I've heard in a few different stories. So then, like my question for that one is one they killed somebody in the military and they're doing that thing that animals do where they're just kind of fucking around with the things that they have 2 they're created by the government or three, they they're some type of like super soldier, like werewolf esque type thing. And I mean, two sides of that, it could be the scientific method of how they created that. Or again, elites and government getting into the woo aspect of things and intentionally creating like werewolf like beings. Because when it comes to like, I don't know the whole concept of, Humans being able to shift into other things, be it if it's like like a vampire or a werewolf or anything like that, um, I don't know. I feel like there, if you look back in history, there's a lot of things to it that could make it theoretically possible. And uh, you know, the best way to kind of keep that to yourself is that you make it sound like it's this whimsical, crazy, out there concept that we've been watching in our movies for the past like you know however many years. And that's the best way to hide the fact that it is a possible thing is to make it look like it's just a very movie-esque thing. Because when people hear werewolf, I hear a lot of cryptid researchers that have mentioned it. They're like, they're they're thrown off by the dogman. They don't want to look into it because it just sounds like a Hollywood movie, like werewolf-esque thing. But again, that could be an intentional, like, don't look over here, look over here kind of shit. Because they're just trying to make it sound like it's something whimsical. So people don't look into how to theoretically do these spells or whatever themselves
2: yeah yeah man I don't know how is is it over in the US do do people um, is it widely accepted or do people think you're crazy for for talking about the dog man and stuff I guess it depends on what circle you run in
1: (laughs) I almost like forget how normal people think because I'm so used to just talking to podcasters and all these people that it's like (laughs) I'll get going on a theory, you know, and I'll just be saying it to somebody on a show and they're like with me and they're following and then it's like, I'll just get on a tangent at work or something and I'll catch myself yeah. like a quarter of the way through it and everybody's giving you that look like, like one eye twitching, like, what the fuck is this guy talking about?
2: I <laughs> get that all the time, man. I'm like,
1: oh shit. Dude, I was at a, I saw my dad for, it was like at Christmas time and he comes up to me and he's like, so you like believe in Sasquatch? And I'm just like, that's like such a like out there question for a normal person, but it's such like a, like an entry level question for like our community. <laughs> it's just like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, of course it's I mean- believe in Sasquatch. What do you mean?
2: Yeah, Sasquatch is the same as a dog, you know? Like it's, yeah. Like, and then you say that to someone that doesn't look into this stuff at all and is not particularly even interested in it. And they look at you like you're the craziest <laughs> person ever. I get that a lot.
1: Dude, I threw this at my dad and he was just like, huh? Like, he didn't even know how to like fully like register it. But okay. So a person goes missing in the woods and they want to be found and they got search parties looking for them and they can't find them. So there's a lot of animals that exist that are again, just simply like have the mindset consciousness of like a standard animal and we can still barely find them. So you add the aspect of something is perfectly made for this environment Be it that they even have the feet that can bend to like grab hills and be able to climb up them more quickly. And then you add the aspect of intelligence to it. And even if it's under human intelligence, could be above human intelligence, who fucking knows. But even if it's only a hair bit under human intelligence, like think about how easily that thing could hide from humans if it never wanted to be found. Yeah. And even for like the bodies, mm-hmm. I know people have thrown the theory about, um, you know, them potentially hiding themselves like a standard animal would too, because they don't want to be attacked and like scavenged for while they're dying, essentially. But again, you add the consciousness factor to them, and there's just a lot of random hills of dirt all over the woods. Nobody even thinks twice about them. Everybody just walks over them. It is what it is. Like these things yeah. could literally be burying every one of their dead, and you could be walking over Sasquatch's Corps, corpse, Sapsauce corpse regularly, and just I'm assuming that right it's little
2: hills in the right. woods. Yeah, 100%, man. I read a book called Enoch. I can't remember the lady that wrote it. It was a great, great book, a Sasquatch book. And in this book, she, she was talking to a guy that claims to have a relationship with a family of Sasquatch. And he said that they bury their dead, but they bury them literally under trees. So they obviously they're strong enough to pull the trees out, bury their dead, and put the trees back. I mean... I don't know, but
1: I thought it was interesting. Talk about nature too. And everything has like a purpose of working out that theoretically you do that to an old tree and think about how many nutrients you're giving to that tree, especially if they're able to like partly uproot it and then put it back down where it's still alive. Still alive. Like all of that's turning into fertilizer for that tree.
2: Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously the Sasquatch share it one with nature and they're, they're, uh, yeah, interesting stuff.
1: I'm kind of curious. I'll have to dig into it. I'm kind of I'm, I'm I'm wondering if at any point when we were logging um you know back when America was just starting to kind of push towards the uh towards the west and uh, I'm curious if anybody found like giant skeletons or what they were assuming were giant skeletons like underneath tree trunks like when they were cutting down trees because maybe that's like a missing link there that could start being connected more.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's the other thing as well with the giant skeletons that are found. But like, these things are meant to be found quite a lot, and they just get hidden. Good old Smithsonian for you. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah. But that's they could really even fascinating. Like, but why
1: they could even play it off that they were the giant sloths? Like that's not even like a like a woo woo thing, you know? But instead, they completely hide yeah, yeah, them yeah. all together, yeah. which brings even more question of it: Is are they giant bones? Are they? Sasquatch bones are they a combination of the two? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. But it's like, I don't know, at least for me, it's you have the Native American lore about like the red haired tribe that there's so much about it that it's like almost undeniable. Like there's pictures of it, and then you go into into uh like ancient depictions of things and you know, you have things of course that are like aliens, everybody takes that in, into consideration. Um but then there's just all these depictions of things being bigger than the rest of the people. And people are looking at it as like a forced perspective thing of like, that's royalty, like they're bigger and above everybody. But maybe it's a little bit more literal than that. And even going into like, uh, like people that are believe in like anything biblical, of course, there's like reference to the giants constantly throughout biblical text. So it's just, there's so many references to giants in so many different versions of folklore and different religions and different belief backgrounds. Um, it's like it's undeniable like it's undeniable cuz assumably yeah. Yeah. plants started off way bigger and got smaller as time went on and you know rep dinosaurs turned into birds different things like that so everything condensed itself down so who why wouldn't people theoretically be the same
2: yeah man yeah 100% that's another subject that i find so fascinating and obviously you've got the stories of People, some people say that there's still giants in 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 the Middle East and stuff, which I find very interesting.
1: Oh yeah, you want to get into uh, the giant that was found in the hills of Afghanistan too? <laughs> that yeah, story is yeah. one of those ones that it's just like oh, there's so much to it, but it seems like there's information that's just intentionally like pulled. You know what I mean? Like it's, I don't know. It's one of those stories that I feel like. It's controlled in a sense. Like there's truth to it, 100%. But at the same time, yeah. only so much information is released because they're trying to control the narrative on the topic. And, yeah. you know, then you yeah, take into 100%. consideration that dude that supposedly recorded that one that was on the top of that hill uh, on TikTok. And then he went missing yeah. soon after yeah. that. Like, yeah, yeah. There's an intentional hiding for the Giants. And I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what exactly it is like, is there something special to them that they want to be able to control? Is it a matter of just trying not to like freak people out? Um, is it essentially that if a lot of people believe that a lot of these things could be ties to like elite bloodlines, are these like rogue members of elite bloodlines that have information that they don't want to get out possibly?
2: (laughs) Yeah, man. And once in a while, they get seen. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm 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 on the on the side that all of our history that we're taught is is, is I'm not gonna say wrong, but it's not gonna explain it. I, I believe that the history that we know is not is not what it was. I believe we've we've you know, there could possibly been giants and yeah.
1: <laughs> I see, and the problem with technology now too is that it's like it's always been a hard thing to be able to record history. Because in the past, you had where it was word of mouth for so long because the average person couldn't write. So then you jumped into now people can write. And then you have the aspect that anybody could write. So then you don't know what information is 100% true, which information is false, what stuff's being silenced, what stuff's being boosted up. And then you get into modern day where everybody can read and write. But then you bring technology into it. And people forget things so fast. And people's attention spans have shortened as times continuously moved on. So an event can happen, a major event, everybody's fully aware of it. And then with the internet and being able to delete, add information, change timestamps on dates, all that kind of shit, you know, within a generation, yeah. you could th- essentially completely change history and people wouldn't even register it. Like that's, that's partly what I get into is some of the Mandela yeah. effect stuff is that I think that some of the Mandela effect stuff is just trying to test out what they could change on the internet that people are gonna believe like they're you know I, I believe that there is some like legitimate like solid real world Mandela effects but then I think that there's the other side of it where it's been like a little trickle test to see what stuff they can change and who's gonna notice and how many people are yeah. actually gonna notice and like how drastically they can tweak and change things before people will notice yeah man
2: yeah and I think it's just it just all adds to the the confusion that they try and create. So that you question everything. That's uh, I feel that's that's part of it as well. See, because it's like they want they didn't want people to question everything,
1: and now they want people to question everything. But now they want people to question everything to a point where they can't discern what's real or not anymore. And yeah. I'm glad that I said oh, that out loud because I've been trying to figure out what the reasoning behind legalizing mushrooms is, and that may be part of what it is: is they want everybody yeah. to wake up, but be so inner flustered by everything waking up that they don't know what information's real and having. You know, a spiritual awakening 20 years ago versus now is a very different thing because then things were more solid. Now with AI art, everything like I just mentioned, it's like you can be fully into it, but, you know, you still don't know what you can and can't believe because so much shit can be done to manipulate what you think, even if you're into truth topics. Yeah, man. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Say we got to get conspiratorial a little bit.
2: No, I love it. I love it. No, it's my. I think it's it's all done on purpose. I feel like because uh, like that's done on purpose.
1: Say there for like other spiritual plants, there was like uh like tobacco is one I like to use for example. Like it was a very spiritual plant as far as like Native Americans and things go. So they made it so that everybody did it. Everybody was hooked on it, and then they completely changed and altered the plant so it was nothing really like like the original plant with all the preservatives all of that kind of shit in it um and then they told everybody it was bad for you and came out with vapes and everything and essentially made that plant obsolete so it's like people can still get that feeling that they got from that plant but without that spiritual tie to the plant and it's been like a long process and i think it's something that they're slowly doing with uh with weed in the united states is that they're started off as a very spiritual plant and working on the corporate side of it. I see that the spirituality is kind of getting pulled out of it and it's just becoming this like mass produced sad thing. And I was seeing like the, the ramping of mushrooms starting up and I just couldn't quite figure out like what the reasoning was for, for doing mm. that. But hundred percent dude, I think that the reasoning for that is that they want people to wake up so that they can cluster fuck everybody with so much information all at once that they can miscon skew and nobody really knows what to fucking believe anymore. And then at that point, people's minds are like putty. And if you can physically put stuff in front of people, you know, getting into like Project Bluebeam, for example, things like that, where it looks like it's something physically in front of you. Now that everybody's open to these concepts, you can freak people out and control them with otherworldly means. And, uh, you know, rather than them thinking that the government's against them, they can trick the people to thinking of the government's for them by you know, having these different beings seeming like they're the enemies when realistically, they're just a controlled narrative done by the bigger picture again.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And then you say about the mushrooms as well. There seems to be a lot of documentaries about promoting mushrooms at the moment on Netflix. I've seen quite a few things recently. That's so interesting that you say that. Are they trying to push it out? Cause even me, I've, I'll be, I've never done mushrooms. I've never done that. And even me, I'm like, That looks good, man. (laughs) And (laughs) And I don't touch that sort of thing normally, you know? But even I'm thinking about
1: it. (laughs) See, and I'm a firm believer, too, that mushrooms, psychedelics in general, dude, like, contrary to what a lot of people say, I feel like a lot of people that just get into them are like, yeah, they're for everybody. But once you've been a little bit more avid in them, you realize that they're not for everybody. So I'm kind of worried about when they become legal, who's going to be doing them, and what mental area they're going to put people in that aren't intended to be doing things like that, you know, because at least for like weed, you have a bunch of people that would have never smoked weed in the past, but now that big daddy government says it's okay. Now they're smoking it. So once the same thing's done with psychedelic substances, bro, like if you're trying to get into the push of controlling people's minds through like pharmaceuticals, I feel like you could essentially have people to have like fucking breakdowns by saying mushrooms are for everybody. And then you can get them on the other spectrum of, being into big pharma to steady their head back out because the
2: mushroom trip is too much for them. So that's another practical idea that they could be yeah. doing with that shit. Do you, do you think the powers that be, whoever really is in charge just want carnage? Just want us all hating each other. They want carnage. They want us all to be uh, depressed and all, you know, confused. That that's how I feel at the moment. That's how I feel it's everything's pushed towards that. That's how they want us to be. I
1: feel like part of it, honestly, is for their entertainment. Like, you know, maybe there's not some giant grand scheme plan to it. Maybe it's just the fact that they just like watching people suffer. Like, you go into bigger concepts, I don't even want to say bigger concepts, but things like, just an example, like Squid Games, you know, that the elite just want to see people suffer for the sake of entertainment. Like, maybe that's what the world is. If the world is theoretically a stage, there's not some grand scheme plan of controlling the population. They just or watching people fight for the entertainment of it. It's kind of like, you know, yeah. that fist fight at a party, and then you got the guy sitting in the back, uh, you know, just drinking a beer, watching the fight happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he started the fight. That's he told that feels. guy that that guy was touching on his girlfriend. I was just sitting back and just watching it happen just for the sake of it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you see how I feel? The, world's, the world is definitely going through. It's definitely getting crazier. that's for sure. It definitely feels like that. <laughs>
1: cuz honestly dude like i feel like there are some bigger controlling darker powers in the world but i don't think that they're anything geared to us like the highest people of the elites of like they're working obviously with some type of bigger otherworldly forces whatever you want to call them but i think that those bigger mm-hmm. otherworldly forces give those high up elites the idea that they know everything, but realistically they know 10% and they're yeah. just a fucking cog in that giant beings yeah. game of whatever it's trying to play. And they're just, yeah, yeah. they, they think they're on top, but they ain't shit. It's kind of like that, uh, yeah. you know, like the managers yeah. and stuff like that at like a normal person's like work. Like they think they know everything and they think they're on top, but realistically they're just a pawn for the be- bigger people up top. <laughs> they don't realize how far the ladder goes above yeah. them.
2: True, man. Yeah. A hundred percent. They don't really know what's, they're not really in control. Mm -mm. Because if they were, we'd just all be doing exactly what they want. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) So, yeah, there's the the trying to create that they're in control and create that illusion. But,
1: yeah. That's what it is at the end of the day. It's just an illusion.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 100%, man.
1: (laughs) But uh, we we went off on a huge uh, side tangent and got into a lot of yeah, different man. conspiracies and side stuff. But uh, I know <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I didn't know if you had any more uh, UFO stories, but I definitely would like to get into some more of your personal stories. Say,
2: yeah, so i've I've seen I've seen quite a lot of strange things in the sky, lights and stuff. This was another very weird thing that happened. Um, so we was away in Norfolk in the UK, uh, staying in. Um, it's, it's called Center Parks. It's like a holiday place, um, wood lodges. It's all foresty, lovely place. And we were staying there. And I, I quite like taking pictures of trees and stuff, like nice sceneries and stuff like that. I've always been a bit of a geek like that, taking pictures. And um, I was just taking pictures of the forest. It was like it was dark, it was nighttime. But there was a lovely like tree line and I was like, oh, that would be a nice picture. So I was just taking pictures of the forest. As I do, (laughs) and as I'm taking a picture, I caught a light shooting up from the forest straight up to the sky, super quick, just bosh up. And I was like, "Wow, what was that?" Like it was like a shooting star, but it came from the forest and went straight up. And I was like, I looked at the picture, and I didn't. It wasn't didn't come out in the picture, but on the iPhone, you know, when you take a picture and it's like a live photo, Mm -hmm. press down, and, and you can see the it caught it, whatever this was. So I pressed the light and you, you just see a light shoot up. It was nothing like, it was nothing conclusive. Like it wouldn't, I could show people and they'd be like, Oh, it's probably a firework. You know, it was nothing. It was nothing amazing about this picture that I'd caught, but I'm looking at it and bearing in mind, I love this subject and I, I should be fascinated, but I, I just got a horrible feeling about this picture. And I was like, wow, oh, I shouldn't have this. That's how I was feeling. Really weird. And, you know, I just had this nasty feeling. I was like, I've got to delete it. And I deleted the picture. And I was like, why have I done that, man? Why, why, I just had, I can't explain it. It sounds so weird. But I just got a horrible, horrible feeling that I shouldn't have this on my phone. And I deleted it. And then I deleted it from my re- recently deleted. So it was gone. And I was like, why have I done that? Like, <laughs> I, I'm angry at myself now that I deleted it. it and I'll just tell you, this picture didn't prove anything. It was just a light that shot up into the sky. I would show people they'd be like, oh, you know, it's not really that impressive. But I deleted it. I got a horrible vibe from it. And I've got things on my phone that I've, where I feel like I've seen something in the sky and I've recorded it. So I, I have no idea why I've deleted it. But it was just the feeling that I got from it that was so strange um and to this day it annoys me that i deleted it from my phone. Well, I don't know why i did.
1: Did it uh like seem like it was kind of like putting something in your head that made you want to delete it like it wasn't like yeah, something that yeah. you normally would would have done even in that moment?
2: Yeah, it was just a really weird feeling, like horrible. I just got a, a horrible evil feeling from it, however. Like it just it just made me feel like i had to get it off my phone. It's like and it you- was like straight away If
1: you go into, like, a lot of belief of, like, pictures, uh, they say that it, like, will encapture, like, part of your soul, you know? So, if it was some other type of being, because, assumably, you know, if it gave you that type of feeling, it wasn't necessarily something, like, extraterrestrial. It seems like something more spiritual or... I don't even want to say necessarily something dark. But if you theoretically captured something that was in that realm, I guess you could say, be it if it's good or evil maybe if you captured part of it it was trying to put some intent into your mind to like release part of it you know what i mean like maybe you yeah. uh yeah. like were tying it down or something or like it couldn't like leave until after it had that bit of it untrapped and maybe that's why we have such an issue with uh photographing things like this is because they full well know that they get partly trapped when you take pictures like that like maybe maybe the the lore of that is a little bit more in depth with the spiritual the spiritual than we think it is
2: yeah, yeah. It's interesting you say, because I, I literally, I just, till recently, I just put that down as a, a UFO experience. That's, that's how it, That's how I felt at the time. But I think it was Eric from Uncomfortable Podcast when I told him that. He, he said as well, do you, do you not think this could have been something else? Uh, another entity or something like that. So, yeah, it's interesting, man. See, and if it,
1: uh, you said it came from the woods?
2: Yeah, yeah, it just shot up from the wood line and just went straight up to the sky. It was so quick. It was like, it was like a shooting star. How you see a shooting star in the sky. So, I mean, it could have even been a shooting star. I don't think it was because it, it came from the, from the tree. I don't know. But,
1: how long ago, like different wise, was it from that other UFO experience you had with, uh, with that, with the other person with the, with the
2: metallic orbs versus like this, like how, how, how How that was. So that was about eight years ago that that experience happened. And then the shooting light experience that must've been about, I think four years ago. So there was a bit of time difference between them. Hmm. Cause I
1: was thinking that maybe if they're relatively close to each other, maybe it's like things leaving, you know, because obviously there's been some type of like a big spiritual attack that's been happening like globally. Um, and I wonder if, like, different entities, different beings are knowing that, you know, this may eventually be becoming somewhat of like a battleground if it isn't already. So they're all leaving to go somewhere else because they don't want to be in the middle of the spiritual carnage, per se. Yeah.
2: Yeah, possibly, man. Yeah. As I say, with, with both those experiences, I put them down to a UFO box. I put them in the UFO box, but they could be, it could be, yeah something more spiritual. See, I'm only saying that just know. because
1: they seem to be coming from like the woods or like trees. And, uh, like I said, especially with like all the different things with the Fae pertaining to where you live at. Um, I don't know. It almost yeah. just seems like things that were naturally there that have been there forever. Um, again, are trying yeah. to leave now and maybe it has something yeah. to do with just, uh, you know, same as maybe like animals in the aspect of once you take over so much of their area, they just leave and move to a new area because they don't have anything left to be in that area for, or again, maybe something bigger than that. Maybe these are the things that were slowly leaving before the giant spiritual attacks started happening.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It could be man. And this as well, I don't know if this is anything to do with it, but it's right next to a military base as well. So it could have, it could have even been from the military base. I don't know. I don't know that for sure. I'm just putting it out there. But it's right near a military base. Was
1: it by chance coming from like that same direction or was it like a like military base off to the right and then you saw this off
2: to the left? I see. I don't know. I should I should have looked into that more. It could have been from the military base itself. I know the military base is right behind or right near the where we were staying. It could have been i don't
1: know i'm going to cross my fingers it was coming from another direction but just another <laughs> probability of throw into the bucket is that maybe it was some type of uh, a yeah. military flare but you know we <laughs> we're, we're going to gear towards yeah. gear towards the whimsical and ho- <laughs> hope for something else <laughs> yeah.
2: but it was more it was more how it made me feel that was strange cuz if i saw a military flare or a shooting star or a firework that's not going to I, I don't know that's not going to make me feel how i felt And I can't explain it because it was such a weird feeling when I took this picture. That's what I find so strange.
1: Yeah, especially considering that, like like you were saying, it was not normally like your method of thinking. Like that kind of throws me into the aspect of something throwing different thoughts or different intentions into your mind
2: again. Mm. So. Normally, if I take a picture of a UFO, I will put it straight on Facebook, Instagram. You know what I mean? Uh, what's this, guys? You know? Hey, that's what a good way to
1: is? always know if it's real. Because if it's real, it will get pulled down. <laughs> yeah, true. That's it, hundred percent. Start using that using that their so algorithm true. against them. <laughs> Anytime that you feel like so you have true. some legitimate photos of anything, be it Bigfoot, yeah. be it anything, posted across social media, <laughs> if it gets taken down, you know if it's real. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's so true, though, man. It does, because there's so much crazy stuff out there, but they'll pick certain things. When you hit a nerve, they take it down. Number one is
1: giants, and I think it will always be giants.
2: Yeah. The question is why. Yeah, like I said,
1: I think they're privy to information that they don't want them aware of. And even again, if it goes back into that theoretical hiding history, maybe giants aren't this whimsical, magical being that people perceive they are. Maybe they're just a very physical like bigger version of what we take in as a human but if their life expectancy is significantly longer than the average humans say that they live to be 300 and some of the giants that are around right now are 150 think about what history and information they could be privy to that the elites in power don't want people to know um even going into like you know it may just be an out there conspiracy theory whatever um but even going into like theoretical like uh like the world fair thing about those things being there before they claim that they built them or, you know, buildings like the whole Tataria thing. Um, you know, if anything's been around for that long, it could theoretically shine some light onto those things.
2: Yeah, man. I want to (laughs) know. I want to know that's for sure.
1: I mean, there has to be some type of a reason why more often than not giants are portrayed as evil beings. You know, it's, it's, Assumably to like deter people away and scare them away from giants. I mean, maybe some of the history goes into them being cannibalistic, you know, maybe it was just particular groups. It wasn't all of them as a whole, but again, they would emphasize those stories to scare people away from them as a whole. Um, because assumably if there's anything that you feel can deter away from your plan, you're going to try to demonize them as much as possible.
2: Yeah. hundred percent, man. Yeah.
1: Continuing the conversation on, of course, into more of your experiences, um, I heard that you also have some shadow people and some sleep paralysis experiences. And uh, for any of the listeners who are familiar with my backstory, um, that definitely seems to be one of the things that I have the biggest connection to. So that being said, I would definitely love to hear your experiences with uh, shadow people and sleep paralysis.
2: Yeah, yeah, man. So my first experience with, with shadow people, I was 21. I'd just come back from university and this was, we was in a different house now, but me and my brother still shared a room. We had like our own room upstairs. So it was quite, we had quite a big room, but we, we was in the same room. Um, I'd just come back from university and I was sleeping and I woke up during the night and there was someone standing over me blacker than the room. Like it was dark in the room, but this, it was like a a man shape, Blacker than the than the room. So scared. I woke up. I freaked out. I just thought it was my brother. I just thought he was looking over me. Don't know what he was doing, but it freaked me out. And I've tried to punch him. So I woke up, scared the crap me. Tried to punch him, and this thing has just gone. Whatever it was, just disappeared. I've obviously made a bit of a noise when I've done this, and brothers turned the lights on. What's the matter? What's the matter? I said what was just standing over me. He was like, no, I'm in bed. And he was literally on the other side of the room. So it definitely wasn't him. And it, it scared the crap out of me, whatever this thing was. And I always put it down to, All right, I must've been really tired. um, must've been like in and out of dreaming. So I didn't put it down as a paranormal thing. It's only been recently where I've been talking to so many people about shadow people that I was like, hang on, I've had that experience. I've, I've seen that. So I sort of connected the dots and I was like, I must've had that experience. And recently, so since starting the show, that's happened again twice where I've woken up and there's been a man figure standing over me. And I don't know if it's because I'm doing a paranormal show now and we're talking about this sort of thing all the time. But it's really weird how it happened again. The second, the the, the recent times it has happened, the strange thing is I'm not that, I'm not scared when it happens. So I wake up, I see this there, and I'm not like, first time I saw this, I was petrified. Like, the last two times, I've not been scared. I'm just sort of looking at it, and then it disappears. And that's recent. That's like within the last four months. That's happened, twice. Um, so I don't know if that's because I'm talking about this subject all the time and it's making things happen like that. I don't know, but it's it's, it's very freaky.
1: The uh, the first one that you saw that you punched towards <clears throat> when you like hit it, did it yeah. like dissolve after you hit it, or was it like like how
2: exactly did it like did it disappear? So, I I didn't connect with it and it just disappeared. So I've literally woke up. Seen this, oh, man, it's scaring me now thinking about it. That still really freaks me out thinking about it. I woke up and it's just there over me. Like, I just thought it was my brother at first because, you know, he's a man as well and just thought it was his sort of shape, whatever. And I've just swung at him. I was just convinced it was my brother. Like, I don't know why he would be looking at me. But this, yeah, it disappeared. I didn't feel it. And uh, obviously made a weird noise when it happened because my brother woke up. But, but, yeah, uh, that was weird.
1: The ones that you you've seen, do you, do you feel like they're the same one? Like, do they have like the same like feeling or energy to them, or does it seem like it's all different? Different di- uh, shadow people.
2: The, the difference is is my feeling towards it. Like when I first, when I was twenty one and I had this experience, like it scared the crap out of me. And and at the time, as I say, I sort of talked to myself out that it was a natural. I was tired. Whatever. I was so scared when that happened. That was like one of the scariest I've been when it's happened recently. I wouldn't say I'm not scared at all. Cause it was, a it was weird obviously, but I'm not, like, not got that terrified feeling. If that makes sense, I've woke up, I've seen these things, this entity, whatever it is looking over me. And I'm not like as scared as I should be. If that makes sense.
1: Does it seem like, uh, it's just a matter of that. You have more information on the topic. So you yourself are less scared or does it seem like it's more of like the energy that it like portrays on you that it's not trying to scare you as much.
2: Yeah. I think a bit of both because you know, if I'm, if, if, if you tell me now I'm going to see a shadow person standing over me tonight, that freaks me out the thought of that. But at the time waking up and seeing it, I'm not that scared obviously I know more about the subject now. So that might be a part of it as well. I don't know. Is it, is it something that's nasty, evil? I don't know. Um, see, cause shadow people seem to be on
1: both sides of the spectrum, meaning that like some people have good experiences, some people have bad experiences. Um, yeah. so, you know, maybe I, I just, just kind of throwing theories out there that maybe it's mm. just an idea of like, we're not perceiving them properly, you know, like, the one that you saw when you were younger may have been one that was trying to instill fear on you, but maybe the ones that you're seeing older, especially knowing that you're into these types of topics, um, like the average person, of course, it would scare the whole concept of them, you know, would scare like the average person, but maybe if they're aware that you're onto these types of of topics, um, I don't know, maybe they're trying to make a connection of trying to get a message across of like, all right, this person's not going to be scared of me. Like, Try to understand what yeah. I'm what I'm doing here and what I'm trying to tell you or what I'm trying to give you.
2: Yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I didn't get a nasty feeling from it, and someone did say to me, I was talking to someone about it, and they said it could be that could have been a family member or something trying to connect with you.
1: Because assumably you, too, you if could they could come been, from a different know? like different plane, different dimension, whatever you want to call it, um, maybe their vocalizations aren't in the same frequency that. You know, if, if they're visually a frequency or a light spectrum that we can't differentiate or see, and that's why they come across as shadow people, who's to say that their vocalizations aren't the same, or they might be in like a higher or lower frequency than the human's hearing spectrum? So maybe people are having experiences with these shadow people and they're standing right in front of them saying things, and it's just not something that we can perceive just like them. You know, maybe it'll come off as. Yeah. I don't know, maybe like a weird feeling because it's like a frequency or maybe it'll come off as, uh, I don't know, just like it, like an ominous noise or something. I don't know. I haven't really heard anybody like mention like a noise, but I've had pre- everybody mentioned like a feeling. And when it comes to frequency, it can make you feel certain ways. Like, you know, if something's really high frequency, it can make you almost feel like sick to your stomach or like you have a headache. So who's to say that the like feeling coming off of these things might not be from them trying to like vocalize, and it just a certain frequency hitting your body a different way makes you feel a certain way
2: yeah I also as well recently my 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 kids wake up during the night quite a lot scared, and we either put them in our room or sometimes we'll go and sleep on the floor in their room and I, I went into their room on this night, slept on the floor and left the door open and you could sort of see through the the hallway. And there was like this black, I I was saying to myself, I imagine if I saw um, a shadow person now, what would I do? I'm just, obviously I'm doing these shows. I'm thinking about this stuff all the time. And I didn't see a a shadow person. Well, it could have been, I saw a a black outline of a face and you could see eyes and it was just sort of floating down the hallway towards me. And again, I wasn't scared. It, It wasn't, I should be crapping myself or something like that. And then it just sort of disappeared. Did that have the same like
1: energy or like feel as like a shadow person? Or do you think it was something completely different?
2: I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that it didn't, it didn't really, it didn't scare me. It didn't give me that feeling of terror. When I first had the experience when I was 21, that scared the crap out of me big time. And these I don't know, as you say, because I'm used to the subject more and learning more. Maybe that's that's having an effect. I don't know. See,
1: kind of going into what I was saying earlier about the potential like portal thing when it comes to like Sasquatch and Dogmen. Um, like, who's to say that the same couldn't be true for things that are like more on the spiritual side of things? Where another different spe- like okay, so if you have multiple dimensions, they're all laying with on top of each other assumably it would be the same with the other dimensions that there might be other potential dimensions sitting on top of them. So that being said, at one point there may have been like the Sasquatch slash like apparition kind of realm that were like layered on top of each other. And there was a portal kind of open to those worlds. And that's why it seemed like there was a lot more research being done in that. And when he goes into where we are at currently, it seems like the, The paranormal aspect of things, more often than not, gears towards shadow people, where the cryptid stuff, more often than not, gears towards dogmen. So maybe, again, everything's kind of shifted, and there's a different portal opening, and it's a matter of the shadow dimension being partly opened at this time. And there's different points where things come through way clearer than others, And maybe that could have theoretically been part of it was maybe you're seeing into the shadow realm, but it wasn't fully manifesting itself. Or maybe you're seeing through onto what they have on the other side. And then when we see the shadow people that are interacting with us, that's them when they're fully coming into our side. But maybe just we, as the beings that we are, can't perceive them properly. But, you know, maybe even like your cat, we looking at the same shadow person can see it completely different than how you're seeing it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent, man. Yeah. It could be. It's very interesting. A lot of people seem to have shadow people experiences, Like it's something that you hear a
1: lot now. So I've been uh, dealing with so, them for the majority of my life and I don't know if it has to do with, I was talking to JJ Rose about this earlier, weirdly enough that uh, just for whatever reason, the past like couple months, I feel like there's been like a, like a blocker, where I haven't had as much of a uh, receptor for like the paranormal, and I don't know, just seems like there's just a lot more going on than uh than what we what we thinks going on, you know.
2: Yeah, hundred percent, man. Do you feel like you can control that as well? Do you feel like you can sort of open yourself up, and and you'll see more things for a while? you feel yeah. like I can do that.
1: But recently, like I said, I feel like there's been like like a blocker where even if I'm like trying to do that, like I'm not able to do it. And going into the whole like spiritual war concept, maybe, I don't know, if there's people that have potential to do something that they don't want them to do, maybe they're gearing their powers towards scaring the people to harvest energy from them and canceling out the people that they see as a possible threat to them. Yeah interesting stuff man uh, just uh again expanding on the theories because part of the fun of this show is just letting your mind water man that's that's some of the best part of unscripting like a show
2: it. yeah yeah I love it, man you're making me think a lot of different concepts I like it
1: hey man that's what the show's all about I feel like that's uh that's partly the niche of this show is that I like to leave the guest with uh just as many questions as uh what they came in yeah. with me asking them
2: yeah no, it. that's what it's all about it's all about exploring the, because none of us know the whole, the whole truth or whatever. So exploring these ideas is, is what it's all about. Exactly. But uh, I guess before
1: we start getting to the point where uh, we start wrapping up here, uh, you did mention that you do have some sleep paralysis uh, experiences and I definitely would love to touch base on those. Yes. Too.
2: yes. And that's something I used to have quite a lot as well. Um, so, I've been living here for a year now, but in in our old flat in Essex, I used to have sleep paralysis weekly, Like it was, I used to, I seem to have it a lot all the time, at least once a week. And I used to put that down to being tired. I used to, I never used to put it down to a, a paranormal thing again until doing the show and talking to people about sleep paralysis. I never researched it. I never looked into it. I just, just had these experiences. Um, and my, my experience of sleep paralysis is, is I would obviously, my body would vibrate. I wouldn't be able to move. I got a feeling of fear, dread. And for me personally, I could feel, and it's going to sound crazy uh, a horrible entity that I would describe as a black witch in my room. Like the old hag? I couldn't. I, Yes. Yeah. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't look around the room to see it, but I could feel it and I could see it in my mind's eye. Does that make sense? And it didn't look like a a typical witch. It was like a, just a black, weird shape of something evil. That's all I can describe it. And I, I saw this in my head and I'm in my head I'm fighting this entity and it would last for, it felt like ages, but probably a couple of minutes and it would go and I would wake, I'd wake up from this sleep paralysis and I would, I would be hearts beating and, you know, how you feel after it. It's, it's a terrifying thing. And I had this weekly and it was always the same entity that I would see that I'd be fighting against. And in my mind, I'd be swearing at it, telling it to, you know, leave me alone, whatever. And, and I never put this down as a paranormal thing. I just put it down as being tired you know, a bit weird that it happens, but, you know, it's just one of those things. And it was only after talking to people about their experiences that I was like, you know what, that was, yeah, that was, you know, that was strange. Um, Since I've lived here, I've not had it at all, really, I don't think at all, until twice in the last week. <laughs> it's got to come Would all you? at once if it's going to come at all, right? <laughs> Which is quite unnerving, yeah. <laughs> so I had it last. Where was it? One day last week I had it, um, and again it wasn't. This time it wasn't a black witch. I don't know what it was. Something evil, and I'm fighting it in my mind, the same as how it used to be in the flat. I'm fighting whatever this is. I'm telling it to leave me alone. F off, you know. I'm I'm going at this thing. It's done, and I was like, I've not had that for a while. Not had that feeling, and then I had it again Friday night. Same sort of thing. This time it was weird, and I don't know if this is because I've been talking to a lot of people that have had dog man encounters and stuff like that with the show. But well, I could see this like big grey wolf dog man looking thing, and it was evil. And I'm fighting it. I'm telling it to leave me alone. F off, you know. It just the, the the same feeling as when I used to have it, but a different entity, whatever. And I don't know. It's very interesting because you know. Uh, It seems to be something paranormal.
1: See, when it comes to the old hag slash, uh, I guess, sleep paralysis, um, there's a bunch of different aspects that come into it. And depending on people's story, it seems like it may theoretically be different things. Because for me, at least, it seems like I would uh, astral project and then right after I would get sleep paralysis. So like my understanding of it more was almost like start restarting a computer. It's a matter of like, you yeah. know, you have to come back into the system. The system has to like reboot itself before it's able to move. Um, you know, I would have experiences with like shadow people or different like entities, whatever you want to call them, like around me, but none of them ever really like came close or like did anything or like sat at my chest or anything like that. Um, and then you hear the other side of it that, you know, you don't hear about the sleep paralysis or the um, astral projection aspect of it. It's just the sleep paralysis aspect. And it has these dark entities that seem like they're trying to intentionally put you into some type of like a fear state. And, of course, they're different than Shadow People with it being like the old witch concept. Um, But like the old witch concept, I'm curious if the intention of it is that it's a massive energy harvest all at once. And I've kind of thrown out the idea theoretically that... You know like when a witch dies i felt like their ghost or spirit would be different than like a normal spirit because they would have already had that interconnection with the other side so maybe these like old hags are potentially like spirits of witches and in order to be able to continue manifesting and existing they have to scare you but you never heard of like uh i mean i'm sure that there's some out there about like people getting scratched things like that but you never hear of anything like ridiculously drastic like it's an old hag trying to kill them more often than not. It's all about putting you into a certain fear state and it's a totally different fear state when you're immobile. because you know, if you feel like you can fight back, like you're still scared of course, but it's more of that fight or flight response. But when you're yeah. in a state where you th- can't fight or flight, like it's, it's a wh- whole different fear state and essentially yeah, that could I'm just man. be like an untapped, like Re, like giant portion of just energy all at once, where maybe these like old hags will only have to do it here and there because they get so much energy from each of these experiences all at once. So maybe they yeah. like attach themselves to a specific person, and the reason why people only have these experiences, you know, maybe every couple of years, and then all of a sudden they'll have like a cluster. Is just a matter of like when that energy is needed?
2: Yeah, I had this happen once a week for quite a few years, to be honest, it was something that regularly happens. I was quite used to it after a while. And it was just interesting that when I left that house and moved down here, I don't know. I don't know my work patterns and stuff changed. So I don't know if that had something to do with it, but it stopped until last week. Um, and also I looked into the, the, witch thing as well. And that's quite a common, a lot of people explain, uh, describe as feeling or seeing a witch. So I found that, I found that was very interesting. Because I never told anyone about when this when I had these experience I never told anyone about that. I told my missus, and that's that's it really. so it was not um I found that interesting as well that a lot of people experience experience that
1: see and like when it comes to the old hag too, I often wonder if like th- there's so many different descriptions and they all kind of fit the same basic principle. so then that being said, I wonder if it's more so like a, like a race of these beings or like a bunch of these beings, however you want to word it, or if it's one single being that pops up whenever it happens to have an interest in somebody for whatever reason, like maybe it's something beyond uh, just harvesting energy. Maybe there's a special component to special people at special times or something that it's maybe trying to pull information from you or something. I don't know. Like uh, there's definitely the energy harvesting aspect, but I don't know. Maybe there, I feel like, in the back of my mind, there's something maybe a little bit more to it.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, man. Whatever this thing is, it's not. It's not nice. It a, <laughs> it's a. <laughs> it is a nasty. Whatever this entity is, it's a nasty, evil vibe, man. It's. it's obviously, you've experienced. You've experienced sleep paralysis. So you know that feeling. It is. It's terrifying, isn't it?
1: I mean just even throwing in another theory too more often than not like I was saying with uh the shadow people linked to sleep paralysis and the old hag sleep, par- sleep paralysis um maybe it's a matter of again that gate theoretically like opening and maybe some things are stronger than others so maybe the old hag and shadow people are one and the same thing it's just that maybe the old witches or the old hags are like uh Theoretically, like, say, the shaman or, like, the medicine man or, like, whatever of that realm, so they have more of an understanding of how to move amongst the realms, so maybe they're, like, a stronger variation of the same thing that's able to manifest and visually show itself more, or it's able to conscrew your view to make you view a certain thing because maybe it's, uh, again, maybe a different variation of shadow person that knows how to bend the reality or bend your perception more than the average shadow person would.
2: Yeah. Do you do you still get sleep paralysis now? Is it something you still experience?
1: It's like a once in a while type of thing. Um, one thing that I didn't get to ask uh, JJ about it today, but I'm planning on asking her about it soon is I don't remember my dreams very often when I do. They're like extremely vivid. But <clears throat> lately I've been having this thing where like as I'm falling asleep, I'll like catch myself falling asleep and then I feel this like fear state and then I'll like throw myself back awake. So it's almost like, When I fall asleep, I have to be like doing something and I almost like trick myself and I don't want to say trick myself into falling asleep, but it just kind of like will happen versus like when I'm just sitting down trying to sleep, it seems like my subconscious wants to like reject myself from it and me not remembering any of my dreams. One concept that I've been kind of wondering lately is is there potentially something on that other side and theoretically could something be hijacking you or are you doing things for something else on that other side? And then they're able to block out what you actually do remember. Um, because I t- was telling her, it was weird because she, I, I listened to the episode that you guys did with Eric when it first dropped yep. and it like, you know, of course I listened to it, but I had this urge to listen to it again today and, and I went back over it and it was funny because JJ was mentioning something about how certain times she'll mention things to certain people and I'll kind of like go over their head and then they'll double back and it's like the right information at the, uh, at the right time. Um, so yeah, yeah. me hearing that and questioning all of that, you guys were talking about this like feeling you get where you don't remember your dreams, but it's just this like weird feeling that you get afterwards. Right. So, yeah. yeah, I randomly had have been having this one where it's like, it's not like a good feeling, but it's this very like demonic, like sexual feeling. Like, it's kind of like a hard way to, hard thing to kind of describe. Like, the best way to describe it is if you went to like a, again, I've not, I've never obviously never done this in my life, but this is just like what I would imagine it feeling like. If you went to a satanic like sex orgy and then left, And that feeling of, like, ugh, I just did that? Like, that you have in, like, the pit of your stomach, you know? Like, that's almost, like, what it feels like when I, like, wake up. Like, it was something, like, dark and, like, sexually related, but I wake up with this just, like, gross, like, weird feeling. But I can't remember any of the dream. So, I don't know. I've just been curious if if things are able to potentially, like, hijack you on the other side or if, you know, you can i don't even know about the hijacking things i feel like you would somehow subconsciously still be aware or you'd like your your spirit would be like aware of what you're doing or maybe not maybe it's completely hijacked but i don't know just just a weird thing to kind of throw into what's kind of been going around lately
2: <laughs> yeah man. yeah that's very interesting And jj's the best person to talk about stuff like that she's she's so good um
1: The good news is two birds, one stone. Because I know she listens to my episode, so even if I randomly forget to tell her stuff, I know she'll go back and hear this, and she'll probably shoot me a message right after she hears (laughs) it.
2: (laughs) Awesome, man! But the the dream thing is uh, because that that was amazing when JJ got in touch. Because I I'd been having some weird, as I said on the on that show, like some crazy dreams where it wasn't so much. I did remember some of the dreams, but the feeling that you get when you wake up is different to a normal nightmare. It's like, it's worse than that. If that that makes sense. That's what
1: I keep getting to like, not all of them are just like sexual things. Just the one specifically last night was kind of like that. But again, I don't remember any of my dreams. So it's just like extra weird to wake up with that feeling and me not be able to place any of it. And then again, listening to that episode with you guys today and kind of being like, huh, like, why don't I remember any of this? Like, what's what's going on over there? Yeah, yeah.
2: And a lot of people are saying that at the moment. I've had a lot of people who listened to that episode and said they've experienced similar things. So it seems to be that we're all experiencing this at the moment. A lot of us are.
1: Super weird, man. I feel like it's all again linked, even with like the sleep paralysis stuff too, because it also seems like there's been an up spike in that also.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. More people you talk, you're hearing this a lot more. I don't know if it's we're all getting more open to, to this subject, and we're all we're all willing to share our uh, <laughs> our crazy experiences. But it's fascinating stuff, though, man. I'm loving it that we seem to be getting into a new Uh, a new era where people are just happy to talk about it. It almost makes
1: you wonder though, if it's like a positive or like a negative thing in the aspect of like, people are more open about their experiences, which is the positive aspect of it. But the negative aspect is if people are more open about their experiences, are we almost like calling on these experiences to happen and giving these things more power in order to do these, these things?
2: Yeah, true, man. True. That's why I'm thinking, is that why I've seen shadow people recently? And seeing other things, things in the corner of my eye. Am I opening myself up to to things that shouldn't be? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but, but I'm going to carry on doing it anyway. <laughs> As my, <am I. laughs>
1: I'd rather I be it, freaked you know? out and understand stuff than uh, not have anything um, happen yeah. at all. Weirdly enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, partially understand boring. things because realistically, we don't understand any of it. We just uh, theorize on it. Nah, nah.
2: Yeah. And the more, the more you learn, the more questions you have. <laughs> <So it's laughs> That's just, how you know you're learning, though. <laughs> That's it, yeah. 100%, man. But
1: um, I guess starting to uh, wrap it up here, because we've been running for about two hours now, and I definitely feel like there will be more to talk about in the future. And uh, for all the listeners that also Sorry. listen to Bizarre Encounters, um, I'm also planning on having Tommy on in the next uh, couple months, hopefully, for Bizarre Encounters, yeah. so we can get more into those different types of concepts, but... Uh, For anybody that's enjoyed the conversation, which I assumably they they did, and uh, if they're not already listening to you, uh, why don't you let them know where to come and find you at?
2: Yeah, awesome, man. So we're on all the the main podcast platforms, Uh, Tommy Cullum's Let's Get Freaky podcast. Um, We're on social media, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, TikTok, at TC Let's Get Freaky podcast. We're also, I've recently got a YouTube channel. I've not put anything on there yet, but... In the future, there's going to be stuff going on there. So if you want to give us a, an early subscribe, that'd be great. <laughs> uh, let's get freaky on YouTube. So yeah, just uh, come say hi. Drop
1: uh, reviews and ratings all around because all ends of podcasters definitely appreciate that stuff. Yeah, 100%, man. <laughs> I, uh, I appreciate you making five the time. Five stars, please. Yes, five <laughs> stars all around. Even if you leave bad comments, Thank at please. least drop the five stars to make us yeah, bump up a little five. bit and, uh, you know, Get, get the word out to more people
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah or at least four <laughs> yeah at least four just just, just give it four <laughs> <laughs> that's what we asked for
1: <laughs> I, uh, I really appreciate you making the time to come on today man and uh, this was a, an episode that was a long time in the running and I'm glad that we finally got to make it happen yeah. man
2: I appreciate it thank you so much it's an honor to come on your show man thank you so much
1: If anybody is interested in being a guest on the show, if anybody would like to sponsor the show, uh, if there is a topic that you would really like to hear discussed on the show or a guest that you would really like to see on the show, or in general, if you feel that there's anything you can contribute to the show whatsoever, uh, I definitely want to hear from you. So you can shoot me a message on Instagram, which, which, as I mentioned earlier in the show, is the one that I am the most active on. Uh, you can also send me an email, which is inquiries of podcast at outlook.com. Uh, if you want to also, there is a submission form on the link tree, which will go directly to my email. Uh, you can contact me that way. But if you do email me, I do say that you check your junk in your spam folder because I do reply to every single email that I get. Um, But I have noticed that they seem to go to the junk in the spam folder for some reason. So if you shoot me a message, definitely uh, keep an eye out for that. Make sure it doesn't end up there. And uh, like I mentioned, all available under the link tree, which is uh, l a n k t r period e slash increase of Our Reality Podcast, which is also available in the show description if you don't want to go and type that all out. And with that, I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation today. And I'll catch you on the next one. Have a good night, everybody.